You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Thanks for staying with us. We just finished up a great conversation with Father Luke Meyer of the St. Thomas Aquinas Newman Center talking about the NDSU versus UND bike race, the 37th, John, 37th annual bike race. So they started when I was 13. They started long before I was born as well, yes. No, I was much older than that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm only 31, so... Uh... <laughs> And if you want to participate, again, you can visit undcatholic.org or bisoncatholic.org slash bike race. And here's a great opportunity for you to not only support the Newman Center, but to support those who go to the Newman Center. You know, there's a lot of students out there who really need the Newman Center. I was one of them. You know, I, I had a, a rough ending to, to high school and I really needed what they offered at the Newman Center, and I went to NDSU, St. Paul's Newman Center. So please consider and uh, prayerfully discern what part you can play. I forgot one thing. You know, I, I mentioned that you can bike, right, virtually mm-hmm. or in person. You can sponsor a rider or you can donate. Well, part of that donation actually is if you have a bike, you know, there, there's always a need for good bikes for this bike race because students may be from far away. They might not have a bike uh, or they might have a mountain bike, which is okay, but it doesn't work as good mm-hmm. as a road bike. So if you happen to have a road bike or a good bike and you want to help NDSU beat UND, then you can call the Newman Center at NDSU, St. Paul's Newman Center, and, and donate that bike. They would be glad. If you are up north, don't worry. If you want to help UND beat NDSU and you have a really good road bike. Those road bikes, though, I tell you what. Have you ever, have you ever ridden on, on those road bikes? On a bikes? road bike? No, not a Oh, my not, gosh. Not they just, they're a game changer. I bet. They are a complete game changer when it comes to riding. I actually enjoy riding when I ride one of those. So let me ask you this. So, so the, the donation... You're not giving a bike. No, you're lending no, a bike. no. You're lending a right. bike. So, yes. you, know, you don't have to part with your... Right, yes. You will Schwinn. get it back. You will get it back at the end of the race. Okay. Good. I don't have one, so I can't help them there, but I'll help them other ways. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Again, undcatholic.org and bisoncatholic.org. Well, we have a few minutes here before we get our next guests on, John. Anything that, uh, you know, as we've been talking the past hour or so... With our guests, we had Karen Potter on at the top of the show talking about intentional parenting. She works with Covenant Eyes. We also had a great conversation with Father Kyle Metzger, principal at Shanley High School, about some amazing things to help grow in virtue in the season of Lent. Anything that uh, sticks out to you that you just want to comment on for a couple minutes? I got to tell you, I think our interview, well, all the interviews to this point were, were very eye-opening. And it was, and it, Father Luke that interview i think um just really commented on the fact that there's for the lack of a better term things are kind of getting back to the way they used to be you know there's a normality that's returning um the bike race has been a, a rite of spring for 37 years so yeah. that's kind of the kickoff you know it's the like he said it's the first bike race in the area so that's pretty that's a pretty neat deal but um when we were with uh talking to karen potter i that was kind of awakening to me because i i started to identify with some of the things she was talking all the, all the pitfalls. And so that's really going to be something I'll reflect on more as we raise our grandson 
and our daughter for that matter, you know, um, all kids, you know, they're all adults. My daughter and, and son are both adults now. Um, so, but we want to, uh, it'll, it'll, it prompts me. I think that's probably the thing that touched me the most. I'm really looking forward to talking, uh, you know, with, uh, uh, Donahue, Mr. Donahue's about, uh, the toxic masculinity. That's something that really piqued my interest too. So, yeah. You know, one of the things that, as we were talking to Karen, that stuck out to me is, uh, this idea of being a witness and, you know, as parents, we have a responsibility not only to teach our children, but, but also be a witness to our children, you know, and I've heard it said that people are more likely to listen to a witness than a teacher because they see it playing out in their lives. You know, it's not just, uh, it's not just saying the words, it's actually doing it. Mm -hmm. And so I just had the reflection as a parent myself, even though we have a, 10 month old, you know, she is constantly taking things in and processing and processing and learning. And, uh, she's starting to get into a little bit of the, uh, the mimic stage, you know, so I can, uh, I can click my tongue and then, uh, she'll, she'll do that. Um, and so she's watching, right. She's watching everything that I do and everything that my wife, Tonya does and taking it all in because that's how she's learning how to be, how to act you know, who she is. And so I think about the technology aspect, you know, if my child grows up with me on my phone all the time, she's going to see that that's, a, that's how you live. Like that's mm -hmm. what you do, you know, or if I'm always on my computer, I'm always in front of a screen, something like that, you know, and I'm not giving that intentional time to her, then that, that's what's going to be normal, you know? And so it's really caused me to reflect since her birth of, what are the things that I can do? And Tony and I reflect on this together to be intentional parents, you know? And some of that is just as simple as, you know, not going to the to bed with our phones on the bedside. You know, we using watches. We, got, we both got digital watches. That's our alarm, you know? Um, having a docking station for our phones so when we come home, you know, that's where they go. We might have the sound on in case somebody needs to get a hold of us, but they're, they're not close by. Well, look how we're, we're dragged into the technology. And I, and I think that there has to be a separation uh, between necessary and unnecessary. Um, I can tell you that my life at work is almost hundred percent technology. That's where my communications are. That's where my phone calls go. I don't have a landline. That's where my calendar is. I mean, that's, that's where everything is, is centered. And so, I think that intention, from an intentional parenting standpoint is what's necessary and what's not. Because if I come home from work and I sit down for dinner with the family and I'm looking at, checking my emails, I'm working, quote unquote, right? Um, that's, that's, not, that's, not, that's, not, that's not intentional parenting. That's really saying, you know, if, if you were that busy, stay at the office or stay back at work, but don't expose the people around you that, that, to the fact that it's okay to do that because it's, it's not. And the other thing I was thinking, Brandon, was, you know, as a, as a new parent, you know, you, you're able to grow into this until you're well aware of it right from the get-go. So you're, you're in an advantage to a certain extent. I think of the parent of that eighth grader that's just getting, the eighth graders getting to the age where they're going to they're gonna push back. And all of a sudden you're going, I have to make a change. And it almost, you have to, in my opinion, and this is the first thing that came to my mind, Brandon, was it's, this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you type of deal. And so you need to be honest with your kids about that, but understand that they're not going to be that understanding yeah. and they're going to push back and how you persevere in that 
um, really is, is going to be painful from a parent's standpoint because we want our kids to love us, right? Yeah. And I think that's where the, the idea of being a witness comes from. So mm-hmm. if you True. are making something, you're practicing what you preach, you know, that old saying, practice what you preach. And then the other thing is you can, if you're in a situation where you have kids and you're deep into, you know, the technology and wondering how you're going to fight this battle, just start by little things. You know, one of the things that Karen mentioned was no phones at the dinner table. You know, that's, that's a little thing, but I think you'd be amazed at what can happen and the conversations you can have. Yeah, it might be awkward at first, but as you continue to practice it, mm-hmm. you know, practice having conversations and engaging in each other's lives, you might come to really appreciate that and learning about that. So I guess, yeah, just one simple thing, no phones at the, at the dinner table. Probably to begin with, correct me if I'm wrong, to begin with, you're probably going to have your kids eating really fast. Yes. <laughs> just like, just consuming everything as quickly as possible and getting the heck out of there and get on your phone again. So you need to engage them in conversation from the get-go, I would imagine, and, and really listen to them, let them talk. And it's, you know, yeah. it's not about your day. Absolutely. And, and another really important one that I want to highlight that I've seen just in my work at Covenant Eyes is no phones in the bedroom. That is a dangerous place mm-hmm. for a phone to be when you're tired, it's late at night, you know, th- there, there's no need for them, honestly. You know, it's, it's, uh, you can still buy alarm clocks. Believe it or not, Eli, you can still buy alarm clocks to set the alarm. You can get watches with, with alarms. And, um, and th- that's a great opportunity too. So, and, and here's the other thing about that. I, I was reading a book where it talks about how technology use before bed actually impacts our sleep. Mm-hmm. So the, the blue light that comes from our screen impacts our sleep. And we've seen a decrease in our quality of sleep because we're attached to our, our phones, our devices, and we're looking at them in bed right before we go to sleep. Our minds are going, mm-hmm. which totally impacts our sleep. And so this is even just like from a biological standpoint, you know, th- these, these things impact us and, and who we are and, and how we act and, and our sleep, as you, I just mentioned. To harken back to something you said during Father Metzger's conversation with us, how you said that, you know, um, we don't have a lot of Lent left. But there's, if, if Lent is the purpose to do it, fantastic. But I think hopefully what has happened is that maybe this is a little test for us to go through and, and, try, to, and try to actually detach a little bit and see how that works. If it's, if it's going to be as a fasting, then fantastic. If that's the reason, great. That's wonderful. Yep. Um, but, I mean, you made a really good point during that conversation, I thought. Yeah. And so I would just say this. Uh, this is just a proposal. You know, I, I just encourage you to take it to prayer. See what Jesus thinks about that. Just simply ask him, you know, Jesus, what do you think about this? Are there changes that we can make in our family to continue to grow closer and ultimately walk that path towards holiness? Because that's what it's all about. In the end, that's what it's all about. Exactly. And we as parents only have a limited time to help form our kids in the home. Obviously, that relationship continues, but it looks different. So just consider that. We do need to head to our next break because we have a wonderful guest coming up with us, Bill Donahue of the Theology of the Body Institute, talking about toxic masculinity versus, here's a different term, tonic masculinity. We'll talk about what that means and uh, what we can learn from that when Real Presence Live continues. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live 
where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 